Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. You, you, you get me every time. I, when, when I think you're rolling, I, I do my best work, I, but then I, when you're actually rolling, I feel like I have to fabricate something. I don't make it a mystery. I usually tell you. <laughs> it's back attack. Well, you, you know I don't listen. You know I don't listen. You've known me for how long? A long time. And I've listened for how much of that? Uh, it's more than a decade. A so long I stopped, time. I stopped counting after a decade. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Adam, you know what you can always count on? You can always count on being back for the next episode of the RVA Returners podcast. Boys, girls, I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, Adam Lane. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. And uh, we've got a, a special guest on, uh, another member of the team, no stranger to the cast. Uh, one of my favorite human beings. We've got Mr. John Schreiner. John, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Glad to be here. Excellent. Well, glad to have you, as always. Um, you know, we're back from last week. We um, we got bodied, uh, you know, 7-0 loss to the air conditioner, to Adam's air conditioner. It <laughs> pretty much, yeah, pretty much just took me out, pretty much took me out of the equation. It, it was, was awful. It was more like I got bodied by my new computer that I didn't change the settings on and didn't sound check like an idiot, and then... An hour after we recorded, I realized what had happened, and I was sick. Yeah, and so. I, we we tried to go with it, but like, I, I it, it sounded okay at first, but then like the AC kicks in, and then like my voice gets progressively lower, and it's like, nah, fuck this, this is just unlistenable. But you know, so we're back. We're we got we've got a lot to cover this week. So this this is pretty much going to be like the the CNN episode. This is just going to be all news all day long and you know i'm not we're not gonna beat around the bush we're diving right in adam you know what time it is john do you know what time it is i think it's time for the news all right so first up we're kind of covering some of the events that we wanted to cover last week uh first up was an lq we had the other week at jersey's um really solid uh, i want to say we had what 30 people yeah mid 36 yeah, something mid-30s. like that yeah around mid 30s it was it was a really good turnout um it re- really tough uh really tough event we had people coming up from north carolina and we had people down from pennsylvania um the event was uh won by colin rupert but because he had already qualified it actually trickled down to our teammate josh rose who ended up finishing second um you know Adam and I both had pretty decent days. Uh, Adam, how did your day end up, and what did you play? Uh, I played a deck that I wouldn't recommend anybody play. <laughs> oh, I, I played Fire Lightning, uh, Gilgamesh. Um, it's fun, but it's uh, it's very fragile. Uh, <laughs> Must be Italian. Uh, yeah, if you if you like mess up like one piece that's on the board, it, it requires too many moving pieces. Is kind of what I'm saying. Um, it's fun though. Once everything gets online, if you get if someone lets like your Godot and your Jake stick. Uh, you can do some pretty stupid things, um, but it's—I mean, it's not great. But it was—I just wanted to have fun. Uh, it's kind of been where I'm at with the current meta. It's kind of bored, to be honest. And so I've been playing like more stuff that's just geared toward having fun and less about winning. Um, mm. So I mean, I still ended up X2. I was like right—well, not X2. Sorry, X3. But I had like a potential win it in in my last game, um, and then ended up losing to Colin, who ended up getting ninth, I think. So it was a, overall, it was pretty fun. Like I had fun playing the deck. I got to kill someone on turn three. That was pretty sweet. Oh, um, poor Amanda. 
Yeah, I got to wow. see. Yeah, I played uh, turn one, Godot, backup. Turn two, um, I played Archangel, HM. I hasted, I, deal, I dealt three. And then the next turn, I played Nastinian before she played a forward. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. It was pretty much insta-death. Um, turn one, Godot is terrifying. Yeah, if you don't have the answer. I tried to do that to Colin, though, and Colin went Layla Viking, uh, Veritas, third one. I was like, yep, that'll do it. Um, wow, yeah. <laughs> But uh, it was it was pretty fun though. Yeah, I actually, I had a lot of fun that day too. I've been uh, kind of like you, Adam. I've been kind of bored with the way the meta's kind of is right now. So the only the only deck I've been finding that I enjoy a lot is the Final Fantasy Fire Water, you know, VV Shotgun deck. Uh, I played that. Ended up going. I went X two. Um, I ended up bubbling. I think my final placing was like tenth or eleventh, something like that. Because I, you know, I know a lot of it was because you know I, I went o two and then won out the rest of the day. So you know, catching those L's early definitely hurt. The deck's a lot of fun. I've, and what sucks is the only the only negative thing I can say about the deck is I've lost to deck out more than I've actually lost to like damage. And it's not my opponent playing things. It's literally all of the cards that that deck draws. It, I, even against like a heavy ice meta, you're like, well, I've still got five cards in hand, even after you've separated off me or you know stuff like that. You you're always in a good spot with that deck, but you have to win fast, or you're just you're just gonna you're gonna deck out, just kind of how it goes. But overall, it was a really good event. You know, congratulations to Colin winning the event. Congratulations to Josh to getting the qualifier. Um, and a big shout outs to Jerseys. You know, they do a fantastic job. They did a really really good job with this LQ. Um, it's just always a great place for us to go and, you know, jam some games, you know, with a great group of guys. So, you know, again, can't wait for the next one. Um, I believe next up we have, uh, you know, kind of, you know, backtracking from last week, the, uh, the earth crystal cup that was over in the Netherlands, I believe is where it was. I think that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now that one was won by ice earth and I, 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 Patrick was the gentleman's name that won. Sounds right. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, been, it's been a couple weeks, but yeah, it's been a couple weeks, you know, and I apologize, but uh, you know, I, you know, we definitely, you know, shouldn't forget the name because he pretty much dumpstered everybody constructed. I don't think he lost a single constructed game the entire weekend. He did. Yes, he, Patrick Ruger, and he he did not okay. drop a game. Yeah, like he just just completely obliterated. You know, like and and you know that just shows you right now, just you know, the power of ice and. To just kind of touch on that event in general, a couple things. One, mono wind made up the majority of the field, or just wind in general. Didn't really see like any Dada Luma, which we'll kind of come back around to that when we start talking about you know the event that just took place in the U.S. Um, overall, what are your thoughts on that? Like the meta over there, like just a lot of green, a lot of green, and really nothing not. A lot of green, a little bit of baby blues, but maybe that's going to change after that. The way that event shake down. What do you guys? Think? Um, so actually, I'm looking at the breakdown. And it is one third ice. There's mm-hmm. just like so much ice over there, and I think that that's really indicative of what we've been seeing lately. Two of the ice earth deck mm-hmm. that did what I got first and third and in uh, top eight. So there were three different ice earth decks, and I think that. A lot of players have been gravitating towards that. I mean, just the power of cards like Sephiroth and renewing all of the different excellent ETBs that uh, mm-hmm. Ice has. And then, of course, just the security of, well, Jesse can search for it, Shantoto and the Flan Engine. It's just, I, I can see it's a really appealing deck. It's really strong. It's definitely been getting a lot of top performances. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It just yeah. it just covers a lot of bases. Yeah. Adam, go ahead. I would say uh, go ahead and do a price check on Sephiroth if you want. Right now it's a right now. it's skyrocketing. So it's a really good yeah. card. So and I mean we didn't even mention that that jersey's LQ that was two ice water decks in finals. So. Oh so, um, yeah. It, I mean yeah I didn't really see anything that um was was crazy except for maybe the mono lighting that got top four. Yeah, there was a mono fire in top eight actually. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, modifier mostly uh, Warrior of Light, but definitely just big mono, you know, like three Luneth and just getting all of his guys nice and big. Yeah. <laughs> Even playing uh, Zuyu and Balgobin. Yeah, that, that, that surprised me a little bit. I think it had like a low backup count, so it reminds me kind of like the old like modifier Warrior of Light decks with like yeah. the low backup count. Yeah, 14. Yeah, so it, it I mean, it wasn't like super crazy with anything, and, and Ice Earth is in a very, very good place right now, I think. I think it's up there with some of the stronger decks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and and the the other shocker is, like I said, um, you saw a lot of win. Pretty much, like if you were to watch the stream, every round was pretty much mono wind or wind water. Um, yeah, and very little Dotaluma. Like I, I think I maybe saw Dotaluma once the entire weekend. I don't even know if I saw it once, but yeah, yeah, like I, I can't remember. It was almost um, no. And, it was almost no Earth Wind. I think that's really the culprit there, right? Because he really only goes mm-hmm. in that deck. Absolutely, absolutely. Or, or unless you're a hunter and you're playing, you know, Ice Earth. That you know, the six way. But, yeah, but I, think I don't because know. Because of Sephiroth, we've seen like less of the heavy, heavy Earther. It's just like a splash. Yeah. No, absolutely. But overall, it was a great event, and um, not just from you know just a quality of play standpoint, but also from a coverage standpoint. Um, I'm going to say the guys who, uh, the guys who did that commentary, I, I apologize. I don't remember their name. Um, they did absolutely fantastic. And they, you know, they let us know that, that Tim was running a really tight ship over there. And I actually really, really liked hearing that. Um, you know, like downtime was super, super minimal player interviews were great. Um, they, they, they just really were engaging and kept everybody engaged pretty much from start to finish. And, one of my favorite things for that whole weekend was while the draft pods were going, they had somebody out like filming, going around the table, watching draft. I thought that was really, really cool. And something that I think this game needs a lot of, especially, and I'm just going to fucking go ahead and say it just from looking at people's draft decks. And from what you're hearing people say, people need to see draft more in this game. Because a lot of people don't know how to do it. <laughs> so I think more coverage like that would be super helpful for people, excuse me, for people who like have kind of gotten constructed down, but then like they get to the draft portion of the Crystal Cup event and then they just get dumped because they they get focused in on one thing that they'll let an Arden go right by them or they'll let a Shiva go right by them or some, one of these really solid you know, draft just superstar cards. They're like, oh, I'm not in that color. I don't need this. And, you know, there's a lot of that, it seems like, that goes on because there's no reason um, to I'm gonna jump ahead real quick. There's no reason Sam Tool should have got a third pick art today. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think it's what you just said, right? I think it's this mindset where people get on, like, their third or fourth pack and they're like, oh, well, I'm only in XY, so why am I going to take Z, right? Like, instead of understanding mm-hmm. that what... Like you, you all, you all, you need to understand what you can draft by what's to your left mm-hmm. and your right. 
but you also need to understand what's to your left and to your right and what people are taking and what's just a power card that you don't want anyone else mm-hmm. to have. Else. And Shiva sure. and Arden for sure are those cards. So, mm-hmm. yep. So being able to see like the the pods in action while people are drafting, like looking at what they're taking, to me that's so important to the growth of that particular format at major events. So again, big big kudos to them for doing that, and I really hope to see more of that. Like I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, that was probably the best event coverage wise that I have ever watched. Yeah, it was yeah. Like, I mean, it was really entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Same for me. I yeah. even posted on Facebook to make sure they knew like how good of a job they did. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. They they absolutely crushed it. So you know, shout outs to Tim and his whole crew. You know, for really making it a, just an enjoyable weekend. Um. So yeah, it, what did, other than that, guys, do y'all have any other thoughts about the event? No, it's pretty normal to me. Yeah. I think other than that. Yeah, absolutely. So moving ahead, you know, there were a couple elk. Now, now we're caught up. Now we're caught up. Kind of. So kind of. Well, yeah, kind <laughs> of news wise, we're, we're, we're in, you know, current week. Um, you know, this week there were a couple more LQs and I want to give another, you know, big congratulations to uh, our own uh, Ron Esqueta. There was a LQ up in Maryland. I forget exactly. Uh, uh, Gaithersburg, I think, is where it was. Yeah, I know it was at a shopping mall, like right next to a JC Penny. Yeah. So Ooh, we were joking. Out, do what? I? I said excellent. You got to get you know the fashion photo shoot. Well, that was the joke because I was originally going to go, and then like I uh, just domestic life kicked in, had to do wedding stuff. But we were joking, saying that once all the boys qualify and win, we're going to go do a JC Penny Arizona jean shorts photo shoot right next door. <laughs> um. So you know. That didn't happen, but the good stuff did happen. You know, Ron has joined the team of qualified players. He's got that trophy, looking really, really sharp. Had a great day of cards. Um, you know, he, he had some. You know, he had he had a, you know a great team out there with him. I know Muhammad was there. Um, I know Colin Coughlin was there. Lord Byron was there. So you know, really, really proud to see you know more of the the local players you know, getting qualified for Nats. You know like to see them join join Lord Byron on the world stage. So it's it things are looking really great here in VA right now. So mm-hmm. So John, you had an LQ up in your area too, sir. Talk oh, to we you. sure did. We had an LQ at Gamer 7 in uh, Phoenixville, you know, where, of course, we know uh, Colin and Nick Chanel and all the guys from there. Um we had a split because, you know, half the people went to Maryland from kind of our little East Coast area. So we only had 16 players or sorry, uh, 14 players. We wish we had 16. Uh, we were just underneath that that cutoff. So we had a top four and, uh, you know, I had a I had a OK day of cards. It went 3-1, but unfortunately, your boy was a uh, fifth place. The only 3-1 not to make it the bubble boy. So, you know, we're still trying out here. But uh, Nick Chanel did take that one. But since he was already qualified... The invite passed down to Gabe, who we oh, love. On a recorded line here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Gabe, we were really, really happy for him. Uh, he was really, really excited about the qualifier. Um, and it was, you know, hard fought. And he's been he's been through a lot of these LQs. So he was really happy to, to pick it up this year. Yeah, Gabe sells himself short a while. He's a great player. Yeah, so, so I played yeah. uh, Windwater up there. And we did pretty good. I played against a lot of other. Um, I played against Windwater twice, actually. And uh, Water Ice once and Mono Wind once. But the top was Water Ice, 
mono ice, mono ice, <laughs> and ice fire. So there's a lot of ice around. Yeah, baby blues oh, are for back sure. for sure. Now, yeah. now speaking of mono ice, John, um, you know we 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 had week three of the returners, uh, the returners HQ uh, online locals. That's right. Yes, and yes. mono ice was all over the place on that one. Yeah, so that's actually the same deck card for card that won that last week is what took this LQ. So uh, we are firing basically relevant LQ practice every week at the Wednesday night Octagon tournament. So if you guys are interested, it's open to everybody. So please um, come on and just message us. We post a Discord link every week. Um, Come play in the tournament. It's great practice. It's super casual. uh, And you get to play against a lot of great players, a lot of different decks. Well said. Mm-hmm. And and if you're curious, if you don't know if you want to play yet, but you want to check it out, you know, I'm usually doing commentary with John. Adam joins us. Uh, we had Josh Rose in the booth with us. So it, it's a it's if you if you're not sure if you want to play yet, it's definitely at the very least a fantastic watch. So e- either way, I think you should be joining us on. Wednesday. Yeah, it's about three hours of you know competitive content every Wednesday night at seven o'clock. So join us. Est. EST, yes. Right. <laughs> of course, and, and John, next week where are we heading? We're we're heading toward we're heading towards uh, Figaro, aren't we? Yeah, we are Figaro bound. So uh, we just finished up uh, the Enter the Treasure Hunter tournament. So now we are we are proceeding along as we go through our our Final Fantasy six themed series here. Man, I have to, I have to commentate if it's Figaro. There no, you go. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're going to be here. Double double headed coin and all, sir. <laughs> That's right. I would expect no less. I love it. I love it. So yeah, a lot of great events in the last couple weeks, and you know we've got another one that we're going to kind of end on. But we got to get into the bulk of this. You know, last week our our topic initially was kind of like expectations and what we think of Opus Nine. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to cover all of the spoilers that you know since the last time we you know we we did our podcast. And we're gonna kind of we're gonna go over them. Some we're gonna you know breeze through because some of them are pretty straightforward. But we're gonna kind of mix that into this because I've got some pretty strong feelings on Opus Nine, um, and a lot of other people do too. So we'll we'll kind of you know talk about that as we go through the cards. So boys, if y'all are ready, let's ju- let's just dive in. You ready for the, let's go. the lightning round? Let's do it. Here it is. <laughs> All right. So the first one is a uh, Regis. So 3CP, Earth, Backup, Job King, Category 15. Searches for a 15 forward when he comes into the play. Into play. You're playing this card in Mono Earth because you're playing Final Fantasy 15. Next. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, great. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a generic, like, he's a Category 2 here. Solid card. Always good. Uh, yep. Next up was Chocobro's spoiler. So it's a 2CP monster, Conberry. Uh, during your turn, it's also a forward with 4,000 power. And when it's put from the field to the break zone, you choose a forward, you deal a thousand damage for each for every two forwards in your break zone. John, you go ahead on this one, sir. Um, I think it's interesting. I mean, uh, we see that this new line of interest, uh, this text, where they become a forward during your turn with 4,000 power, so they lose a little bit of the protection, but um, this is going to be a really big damage packet late game, so I think this is a really cool card. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you. I think it's really cool. I just don't know exactly where I'm putting it. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you can get this back with Gal and stuff like that. Um, but early game, it's kind of like whatever. It's okay. 
Yeah, early game, you definitely are just pitching these. But it's interesting because it, it's a multiplay card, and they're basically just little bombs. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a super <laughs> interesting card for sure. I'm interested to see what other people do with it. Um, yeah, flavor cool. win 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yep, I agree. <laughs> all right, uh, next card is actually something I'm pretty sure we're all excited about. So this is a mm-hmm. new, new Porum. So 2CP EX first forward, <laughs> category 4. Uh, when it when it's put from the field to the break zone, you choose a summon in your break zone and add it to your hand. Yeah, Adam, I mean, I'll let you start on this one, man. Sure. Uh, I think this card's nuts. <laughs> round, round robin. Yeah, I think this card's nuts. <laughs> I think this card's probably the best card we've seen so far. Um, you can do a lot of nutty things with it. Obviously, the first thing that comes to mind for most people is you play a fanfret, you get your fanfret back. But I think in Waterfire is where it's really, really stupid because you get Phoenix back I every agree. time. You cast it, and then you block with this, and then you get Phoenix back, and then you play Phoenix again, and then you block with this, and then you get Phoenix back, and then you kind of understand where I'm going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't stop, essentially, unless someone stops you, like someone cancels your Phoenix or something. Um, but yeah, I think she's nuts. I think because she's not color-locked into water, she can do so many things. And she's a Lena target also. Like She does a lot. She just does a lot for 2CP. Yeah. Elena Target, EX Burst, uh, she doesn't have a color restriction. The fact that this thing is basically always going to cost them more to try and do something about it. So it's like almost no investment at all for like this crazy effect. It's like you're not going to totally cancel this. Yeah, and it, it falls into that category too where you have these little weenie forwards that do stuff. It's like, do you want to use removal on this card? Like, But the thing is, if it hits you for damage, you're going to feel terrible. So. Yeah, I mean, and how about just another water card that helps them flood the board that puts cards back in their hand? Yes, please. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna see a, checks a lot of boxes for me. Um, like I said, and the fact that it's not color locked, it's not cost locked, it just it's a burst. It, it the if there, if I had to like nitpick and find something negative about it, it's it's is that it's named Porum. But I I just think this card does an awful lot. And even in the decks where like you're playing against the Finas and the Chalinkas that are cleaving this, you're fine with that. It's going exactly where you want the card to go. In. Yeah, you want you want this so. thing in the in the break zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. because it's funny. I was just about to say the other Porum was good, but I still never played Lenora to search for it. But I might play Lenora now to search for this Porum early just to get it Dude, in that zone. I, I'm actually glad you said that. I I think in the right deck, a Len- uh, playing Lenore, because that's a burst. I, I'm all about bursts that search for bursts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I, we're on the same page there, John, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, let's this, just this keep card, the advantage card for me right now is a 10 out of 10. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, card's gross for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Next few cards were from the like, the translations on the poster. Uh, one mm-hmm. thing we saw is that there's a Dissidia lock, but we don't know what he does yet. We still don't know. <sighs> it's yeah. killing me. <laughs> but yeah, oh. there's some other uh, there's some other cards in here. So we'll just we have the I have the translated text now. I'm not sure if these are like perfectly translated or anything, but I think for the most part they are. Uh, so first up is Molg Six. It's a three CP water forward, four thousand power, um, category six, obviously. Uh, when it enters the field, draw two cards. When it leaves the field, discard two cards. And then for S, two water, choose a forward, reveal the top card of your deck. If it's an even-costed card, return the forward to its owner's hand. If it's odd-costed card, deal it 4K, and double and freeze it, and then add the revealed card to your hand. It's a lot of text. It has a lot of text, has a lot of text on it for a common. That's for sure. Um, I don't know. Um, obviously, I'm going to be a little biased because it's a six card, but I, I think outside of, like, Outside of maybe like limited, I, I don't know. I don't think this card's that good. I love this game. I love this character. I love this element. I love drawing cards. I don't like this card. Yeah, fair enough. I'm kind of with you too. I don't like it that much. It ha- it 
it strikes me as it has to be in some aggressive deck where I'm not keeping a lot of cards in hand. And, like, Water Ice, while it can be kind of aggressive, like, you want to be able to hold on to your cards. You don't want to have something that could potentially make you discard two of your own cards. There's a lot of really good, like, filter effects already. I don't know that I'm chasing more attached to really fragile forwards. Yeah, I wish it was a break zone thing, trigger, not, like, a leave trigger. That'd be a little bit better, but... And and also too with you know ice really on, really on the come up there. Do I really want to help them do what they do best? Yeah, it's it's tough. I, I don't like it either. I, I don't see where it's going to see much play. To be honest, yeah. I mean, it's really easy for your opponent to remove this to their benefit. Yeah, like even a Leviathan <laughs> yeah. on this thing is going to feel terrible. <laughs> it's pretty much worse than a filter. So yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So next is a fire card. It's a eight thousand power forward Gaius. He's an ex burst. Um, Cost six, I believe. Yeah. Uh, when guys enters the field, search for a card named Nero, Livia, or Rotaten. Um, that's his burst line. And then whenever guys or category fourteen forward enters the field, choose one forward, deal a three thousand damage. Um, uh, I, I think the card can do some neat stuff, but I'm kind of at a point where, especially now that we've seen another one of these generals, it's probably going to be very lack. Yeah. I was excited to see these cards, and I was kind of hoping that they would do something cool. I do think this has some potential title effect a little bit. It's like one of the non-scions that could actually be pretty good. But mm. in standard, I'm not sure they're going to be like a great archetype, and I don't think he really has enough support on color, even with the new fire like 14 stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, the I other the other fire 14 card also costs 6. Yeah. And yeah, it's like a huge body, but I mean, all these cards are, they're these really expensive cards. They, we just saw Nero, right? And uh, I know to skip ahead a little bit, but it doesn't really have any crazy synergy with this. Um, it, it seems to be like these guys all have to be played together, and the benefit is just tiny little damage packets. Like, you don't even really see them like buffing each other or anything like that. So, um, I don't know. It, it seems super tribally, but it also seems really gimmicky. Yeah. And like, you kind of have to invest like probably half of your entire list into just running all these cards yeah half of them aren't cheap it's kind of rough yeah so real real expensive um i think the appeal to scions right is they're synergistic but like their payoff cards aren't super expensive mm -hmm. and honestly their um their jobs are all over the place so i doubt that there's going to be like a backup or something that comes out that really ties it all together yeah but we'll see we have to see whatever hitland does for sure uh Next one is Hurdy. It's a 3CP ice backup. When he enters the field, reveal the top card of your deck. If it's a character, add it to your hand. And then for Dole, put him in the break zone. Choose one. Tactics advance two forward in your break zone. Add it to your hand. I think the card's good. Um, I like the fact that, you know, it, it it's essentially a 1CP backup for the most part. You're going to feel real bad when you do actually hit that summon on the top. But I think the card's good overall. I mean, it's really about the first effect. I don't think the second effect's really going to come into play all that much. Maybe if you're playing like a, you know, like an ice wind or an ice water, or sorry, ice wind or ice lightning, like tactics, advanced two focus deck. I mean, get, getting uh, getting a Lua's back doesn't seem terrible, but I, I don't know. I, th I think it's a fine, like one of in some deck. I was just about to say, I do really like getting a Lua's back with this card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's probably its best thing. I mean, it's a cool, it's a Moogle. Um, it does have some fun TA2 forwards like Time Age and Ice, but otherwise, uh, you know, it'll be in some some fun little decks, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm kind of with y'all on that. Pretty much the same thing. 
Uh, next up is actually probably my favorite of the bunch. It's a three-cost wave board. It's a Rem. She's a 6k. Um, obviously, like Cadet, all that jazz. Uh, when she receives damage, you reduce the damage by 3,000. Um, and then at the end of the turn, you activate her. So that's like, seems to be all one auto. Uh, and then for Dull, choose a forward other than Rim, activate it. Yeah, I mean, card, card screams combo piece to me. Um, I, I I think you could do some really neat things with it. I just don't know what, I don't know what kind of shell it goes in. Um, I know one of the things I was thinking of, maybe this in conjunction with like the new Golbez, you know, maybe, but you know, you, you've got, it looks like it has a lot of moving pieces, but it's a really cool card. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously like, you know, she's a little underpowered, but that's because she has this great ability. It's nice that no matter how she's dealt damage, it reduces it by 3000. So it's pretty hard to remove her with anything that's damage based. Unfortunately, um, she, she's just a little slow. Mm. Um, she's definitely a cool combo piece for something extra nutty. But I don't think she does too much for any of the Class Zero stuff. So uh, she's interesting. We'll see where she goes. Somebody just fell in love with that card when they saw it, though, for sure. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. where I'm at kind of with it is you'd have to play like some fight-based deck. So it has to be like Earthwind, I think, mm-hmm. where you're like constantly trying to abuse. But then you have to have something to abuse by activating it. So... I'm not really sure what that is yet. Um, yeah, I, I just think she's really cool. Um, and I think even though she is slow, she's a bit harder to kill. I mean, obviously, like, the hard removal kills her, but, like, yeah. like you said, damage-based removal is going to be tricky to kill her the turn she comes out. So It's pretty popular right now, too. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not sure where she goes yet. I just like the design of the card. Yeah, definitely mm. a neat card. So, uh, last one of this group is a 2CP Earthboard Core, Category 15, uh, 5,000 power. If you control a card named Regis, he gains plus 2k. And then when Core or another Category 15 character enters the... Or forward enters the field, he gains 1,000 power and brave. Yeah, he's a fine card. We we all know what deck he's going in. Um, you know, he's just a great search play off of Regis. Um, he gets a nice buff from Ignis. I mean, like, it's it's a good card for 2CP when you're playing Mono Earth and you've got, like, in across Ignis and Ingus out. You're just like, hey, here's a big two-drop. Deal with it. Yeah, I mean, it's nice because it's exactly the kind of card that the 15 deck is missing. It's like mm-hmm. a two-drop that does get pretty big. You, you don't really want to play the Noctis, even though it's great. Obviously, you'd rather have the other Noctis. Um, this guy's something that's a non-Noctis card you can play for two early, or just like you said, search it off of Regis. He obviously goes in that, that full tribal deck. I don't think he goes oh. in maybe the decks that, that are trying to do not full-blown 15, but he's perfect fit into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. I think he just goes into one deck, but the deck that he goes in is okay, and he obviously serves a purpose there. So this yep. guy's great in draft. That's also true. Uh, next up is another class zero cadet. It's uh, seven. She's a three CP backup uh, with back attack, and when she enters the field, you deal two thousand damage to all forwards opponent controls. I think she's okay, but I don't know where you're cutting to play this. I mean, you could do some, like, kind of tricky stuff, I guess, on your turn. Like, maybe you block with something they thought was just a chump blocker, and then you play this and you trade. Uh, maybe you're playing, like, some first strike stuff. I don't know. I think you're just going to have a hard time finding room for this. In draft, though, probably pretty solid. Yeah. And cards with back attack, you know, I, I know you said it last week. You know, cards with back attack are always something you should always give a second look to. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a really strong keyword. I can use snake bite three more times. And, yeah, in title yeah. it's pretty solid. Yeah. I mean that's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's um 
it, it definitely does the thing that some Windex want to do, you know, 2000 to the board. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's the backup spot, especially the three drop backup spot, a little tough in, in Mono Win. Yeah. Pretty crowded. Yeah, so next up was, uh, was our spoiler uh, from a couple weeks ago. So it's a Shadow, he's a 2CP Category 6 backup. Uh, for one fire, Dole, put him in the break zone, choose a forward, deal 8,000 damage. Uh, you can only use this ability if a forward you control has been put into the break zone this turn. Um, I like I, I like this card a lot. Um, I, I think, um, and I, I'm not just being biased because A, it was our spoiler, and B, it's a sixth character. Um, I think it fits in, you know, taking everything else out of the equation. I think it fits in with, like, the current Fire Ice builds, as at least as a one-of, because there's sometimes, even when, you know, you're opening hand, sometimes you miss Edgar turn. Having another two-drop red option that can still enable lock, is still really, really good. Because sometimes even if you miss Edgar and you can still play Shadow into Banana Sid, into Lock, or, you know, it, it still lets you play that curve you're trying to play. And then even if you go Shadow, Banana Sid, then you draw, then you finally see the Edgar, that's a fine turn three play right there as well. So now you're set up with three backup, and that's early game. And then in the late game, when you're threatening like the these pressure attacks from Locke and Genesis, now that now if they block and trade, now you can just pop Shadow and kill something else and get through with that with your other forward. Um, I I also think it's good in decks. Uh, back to the Water Fire deck, that's a great play. You know, you bring in Porum, you block, then now you kill something with Shadow off of that too. Um, like I, I think there's a lot of uses for it. I, I think it's a solid card all across. The- yeah, can we talk about how this is a godsend for Fire? Who needs? We have a two-drop backup that breaks itself, that does a relevant amount of damage to kill something that has a yeah. good title and doesn't have a crazy condition on its its backup break. Um, yep. This is this really checks a lot of boxes. Uh, I'd rather play this than ninety percent of the Fire backups that break themselves. It's a really tough thing. The, specifically whenever you're building a fire deck you end up playing a lot of things like Yatsuyu and Irvine and all these cards that just stick around for a long time and I think that this card is just is uh, is actually going to be pretty good yeah I think Ninja is probably the other big one that breaks itself that you see yeah definitely, definitely. Uh, but yeah I think this card's solid um, I think it's going to find a home in a few places obviously like the fire ice list probably is like a one of you're not cutting Edgar for this but you're probably making room for him in, like another fire backup or something mm-hmm. um, just because of its category for that reason alone um and then yeah in mono fire it might just be good enough as like a just like your tcp backup that isn't sticky that you can break so you can make room for other things and it deals a relevant amount of damage so mm-hmm. yeah the one thing is you can't aroha this because it won't be on the field yeah aroha is a bit of a bummer when it comes to stuff like that but she's still a really but that's why it's really nice that this is 8k and not 7k yeah i'll tell you what they could have easily put six or seven on this it would be eight a lot is worse. perfect yeah it'd be a eight lot is exactly what this needed so yeah, I think it's solid. Uh, then the next yep. the next few spoilers I think came from like a stream with uh, Kageyama, I believe. Um, so the first one is Rosa. It's a three CP seven K uh, water forward. If a forward you control is dealt damage, reduce the damage by one thousand instead. When Rosa forms a party and attacks, activate Rosa. Rosa can attack once more this turn. And then she has an S. It's just S. Reveal the top card of your deck. If it's a water card, activate all the forwards you control. I'll let John go. John's the water player. Yes, he is. Uh, yeah, so I just really like this card. 
Um, I think that there's a really like a lot of cool mono water cards coming out. I don't think that this goes in like what we think of as the mono water right now, you know, like the three Veritas, everything, blah, blah, blah. This is a little more mid rangey kind of just like uh, combat focus. I know that people aren't super hyped on combat, but honestly, you play Minwu on the back of the line with this, and every forward you control taking 1,000 less damage from everything, it's going to mess up a whole lot of math. It's really going to help against the mono wind and the, the wind water kind of board-wide damage stuff. Um, and, and I think it's just really, really neat with Cecil, especially. Yeah, I, I just agree with what everything that John basically said. I think most people are like, this card's nuts, and like that's where they went at first. But I don't think you just slot this in to, like he said, like your, like your mono water list now. I think she goes in like a slightly different build. Um, but, hmm. but in that build, I think she shines. Like I, I think she could do a lot. Uh, and all her, also... all her text is good. Yeah, this yeah, part also just gives Layla and Viking a lot of mileage because it's like, man, uh, yeah, I'll definitely party attack with one of those guys. Mm. It's just yeah, like, no, no, right, yeah. on, you're right on the money with all of that for sure. Next card, then you got nothing else for us? Oh no, man, it, uh, it's I love the yeah, and also I love the fact that it's a mono art because you know I'm a sucker for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next card is Sidiclan Gully. It's a two CP lightning backup uh, for lightning dull. Discard a FFTA. Two forward puts it into the break zone. Choose an active forward breaker. Uh, if there was an award for best card with the worst name clash in this set, it has to be this one. Um, because I think I think this card's actually really good. I, you're just you're not giving up your Alua search. But to be fair, to be fair, mm-hmm. you can play both because you could play this one early, break it then play the searcher but that just that just seems like you're slowing yourself down more than yeah that always gets messy i think i've tried to play it 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 never goes the way you want it to go exactly Um, and then you just end up with more dead cards and it sucks so yeah i think his effect's really good obviously really good in title because like you could just play both um i think they're trying to push like some ta2 deck this set for sure based on the other cards Mm -hmm. that we've seen Mm -hmm. but yeah you're not giving up your searcher for this yeah, you're just not. Yeah, uh, good card, bad name, cool effect, great in title, pretty good in draft probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because it seems like there's a lot of relevant TA2 cards. Uh, and one of the full art cards is set, which also we actually I guess didn't say about Herdy. Yeah. Uh, we do know that Sid and Herdy, along with a couple other ones we're coming up on, are definitely going to be full arts. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, next up is actually not an Opus 9 card, it's a potential opus 11 card they haven't really confirmed yet um but it's our uh, promo for next month um right now she just has her promo number she doesn't have her set number which bothers me but whatever um so she's yeah. a it's a radio she's a 3cp7k job summoner category four um category four forwards other than radio you control have a thousand power and brave when she enters the field if you have four or more category four characters search your deck for a call one summon of cost one and add it to your hand i know john's excited about this one too so i'll let john go yeah, well, man, go ahead. Again, this doesn't have a color restriction, so it's super cool considering, well, not only in title are there two relevant one-drop summons, Asura and Cockatrice, but Cockatrice is a great one-drop summon in color. Hajimal is like a weirder one, but it's really cool to be able to search out Hajimal, especially for those weird combo decks. But I just love this with all the one-drops they've been showing us. Man, the Kukulain does awesome stuff, draw a card. Elias, awesome stuff, draw a card. <laughs> I love this with a lot of those cards. Unfortunately, that's the part of the card that's a little harder to get off. You have to have four Final Fantasy four characters. That being said, I don't know that that's going to be that hard to pull off um, this set. There seems to be a lot of them, and a lot of them are pretty playable. 
I think that this card is is just really cool. It's nice that we're getting it early. It's a little weird, but I'm okay with it because I'm ready to play with it, and it really has a lot of synergy with Opus 9. It's actually just weird it's not an Opus 9 card. Yeah, I don't know why it's not. It I feels have... like it's just designed with this set. It, yeah. it Literally, everything about it synergizes with this set. Yeah, I so. feel like it should have just been in the set. But yeah, I agree with you. I like all the things. Four characters, it's not that hard. The problem with like Cloud and stuff is it's four forwards, and that's really hard. Right. But uh, getting Category 4 backups down, and then like maybe one other forward, that's not mm-hmm. super hard. And then I want to see one more backup, one more like Cedar backup. Yep. And then if you know you're playing a four heavy deck already, giving your guys like a, just a passive plus one game brave can't be bad. So yeah, brave is a big deal. It's just like oh, uh, everybody has that now. Cool. Yeah, and then obviously entitled this card's stupid good, like really stupid good. Oh yeah, yeah. card's insane entitled. Though there's only one thing I'd like to see that could make this card better. Now, follow me on this. How about a new Yang that fights? <laughs> God damn it, dude. No one's going to get that joke because no, not everybody's in our chat. <laughs> but, Wait, but yeah. like a, a Yang that fights, though, could be cool. Yeah. Did you think about that? Yeah. But how about a Yang that when he attacks, he fights? Sick. Great innovation. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No, I, I think the card's good. Um, I, 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 I'm kind of mixed on the promo thing. Like, I'm all about seeing like cards that are maybe coming out later, mm-hmm. and, and that, that's something I've kind of recently come around on because I've been getting into the Fire Emblem trading card game. And actually, in every booster box, there's a promo from the next set, or like like a preview promo that's gonna be part like that's gonna kind of talk about the next set. So I think it's cool to see some kind of future like this is what's coming down the road. Um, but I think it's a weird choice because this set is very four focused. So it's like, why does this car, this car should have just been in the set, right? Yeah, it's just so weird. It is, mm-hmm. it is weird. Um, but I think it's a great card. I think, I think it has a lot of really good text and it's going to make you start looking at some cards you haven't, you know, played in a while. Maybe like Yang Ursula until yeah. we get that Yang that fights. <laughs> yeah. One day. So this next card is probably going to be pretty quick. Uh, it's a 2CP gal, uh, 5k forward. If you have a monster, he's a 7k. You have three or more monsters, he has Brave. Grumble. Hey, fuck this card. Move on. Yeah, this card is terrible. Uh, there's a card that exists that's Earth that's probably better than this card, and that card sucks. So, um, yeah. Next. <laughs> uh, next, <laughs> yep. next is Ultimecia. So it's a 4CP backup, uh, Water. Job Witch, obviously. Um, when it enters the field, each player reveals the top card of his or her deck. Each player who revealed a character may play it onto the field. And then for two water, two colorless, dull, break, choose a forward, put it on top of its owner's deck. Man, let, let me tell you, spicy let me, meatball. Let, let me tell you something here, Kenny Rogers. This, this is, this is, this is a fucking high stakes kind of card, right? Because... <laughs> Like, it's cool if you can set it up on your end to play, like, a really bomb-ass card. But then, like, what if your opponent flips, like, Nidhogg or Veritas? You're just looking dumb as shit. Yeah. You gotta put it all on red. <laughs> yeah, this is that. <laughs> that that's exactly what this card is. No wind to hold on red. No wind to fold em. <laughs> this, is, this is, like, the card that you play if you rolled, like, 77 sevens in a row in craft or something. Like, oh, pretty much, man. Yeah, this, this, this shit is, it's too risky for me. Um, I just don't think there's enough way to manipulate either player's deck 
to really make this card shine. I, I love the design. Yeah. I, I love the idea of free shit, cheating stuff into play. And if you could, if there's a card that you can do to make it where it doesn't matter what your opponent flips, then we're going to be... Yeah, let me, let me just tell you, if Chris Adams says that the card is too risky, I guarantee you the card is too risky. Correct. Because... <laughs> Because you know me, I, I love high stakes. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely like to high roll sometimes. And, and if, you, if a card is too high rolly for you, then that's just a lie, I think. It's, it's definitely, oh, it, oh, yeah. It's definitely a super high yeah, roll cause... card. It's a very fun card. Very fun. Oh, yeah. But I'm not taking this to any kind of serious tournament, I don't think. Unless I'm just trying to have yeah. like a lot of fun or something. If you know yeah, somebody with a gambling problem, yeah. please call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that's that. Right. She's really cool. But like, I wouldn't recommend anybody play her because there's a really good chance that whatever they flip, like you can't control what they're gonna flip. That's the problem. And the the thing is, like, pe- people might compare it to Chaos Walker or something, but Chaos Walker, I'm I'm you've already paid for your forward, and I'm paying three to remove it, and you might <laughs> bone me. I you, with Ultimate you're not even paying for your forward. Like, that's the problem. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's uh, it's a pass. It's a hard hard no for me. Hard. This yeah. card, oh, no. this card immediately becomes like better if there's a card that just puts the forward on the top of my deck. So I know that Yule exists in Ice that puts something second from the top, and that's way too far away from what I'm talking about. Yeah. If all of a sudden we get something where you just get to put the guy on top, and you just are rolling the dice on your opponent, but you kind of get to manipulate it, maybe this card becomes a little more playable. But right now, whew. I guess you Gambling can, like, you can oracle, it. right? You oracle, and then you play this card. There you go. <laughs> then it's like you get to choose the best play between maybe two things. Well, look. No, you you have to be able to full-blown manipulate this card or <laughs> yeah, or no, great. sir. Yeah, it's, it's just not great. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it comes to a point where, like I said, there's a card or a combo where it doesn't matter, your opponent could flip a Shantoto off the top, and it would I think that's when that card's really going to be good, but I don't know if this game ever comes combo like that. You know what I mean? I wish that its second ability didn't cause it to go to the break zone. Yeah, yeah. If it was just like four bump something, it, maybe that's just really good. But yeah, that's all right. That's fair. Next, uh, next up is Golem. It's a two CP Earth Summon EX Burst. Choose a forward against two thousand power to end a turn. Draw a card. Why didn't this, this card, card cost this card one? Shit, keep going. <laughs> Every other card costs one. Why didn't this one cost one, dude? This would have been fine. Yeah, I don't know why this doesn't cost one. It'll be pretty solid in draft, but yeah, it's not that great. It's gonna be hard. Hey, Expert, draw a card. Sign me up. Yeah, you're gonna be hard pressed to find room for this in the deck. Uh, next <laughs> yeah, up, is, like, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, this card's shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up is Zendaya. It's a four CP EX burst forward job witch, eight uh, K. When she enters the field. Uh, choose one active forward opponent controls. Deal a thousand damage for each lightning character you control. Well, okay, now. Yeah, like, this, man, this is another one that has, like, a terrible name, but I, I don't think the card's terrible. I just don't, th- I, I just can't see a reason to play this one over the other one. I mean, m- this could be maybe a cute one of, because... You know, maybe you want to do damage to something as opposed to break it, but I think lightning has more effective ways to do it without without like fucking with your your names of your card. But it's not terrible. Yeah, this card says, "Play me only in mono lightning when you have a lot of characters out." And you're like, "Right, so I'll just play the other idea." 
pretty much. Yeah, LRD is definitely better. You're only really running this like for extra S fodder, I think, and just as like a lower value. I don't know. It's probably not worth the deck slots. But if you really like yeah. Adea and you want a special a lot with the other Adea, run it, I guess. It's not terrible. I'll tell you what, she's on curve. She is on curve. And she's got EX and does some damage, so there's worse cards. Oh, there's definitely worse cards, yeah. I don't think she's <laughs> that bad. But yeah, yeah. Uh, next up is Seek. It's another lightning card. Uh, a low, low cost of seven. Uh, back on <laughs> standard unit. Uh, when it enters the field, choose a forward opponent control. Break it. This guy says, hey, do you want a reason to play Odin? <laughs> Here I am. Just play Odin instead. As soon as you look at this card, you realize I would just play Odin instead, and then you realize I only want to put Odin in the break zone, and then you just don't play this card. Yeah, like we're not we don't like hard casting Odin anyways. We're only playing Odin yeah, for the we're... symbol in the top right, uh, for the most part. And we're not playing that really now because it's really hard to play cards that that's the only reason you're playing it. So <laughs> the symbol that the symbol of the top right of this card is a joke. <laughs> I'll never yeah, play. Yeah, this card this card's only fine in twelve title in my opinion. I think it's a fine one of Hey, you can play three of this card. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we're not. on the field. <laughs> if you have enough CP to play this guy three times, Dude, in just one a game, cool twenty-one CP, yeah. just to take care of their three forwards, that probably added up to like nine CP. Those are Dark Lord numbers. Yeah, the, those are Dark Lord numbers. Uh, I think we found the name of the episode, boys. <laughs> uh, so the next one is uh, Sylph. It's a one CP EX burst summon. Uh, all forwards you control get a thousand power until end of turn. Draw a card. Cost one draw card, A plus. Uh, probably doesn't good. see a lot of constructed play. It's pretty great in draft. Yeah, I think that's pretty yeah. spot on. I don't really have much more to say other than that. Yeah, moving on. All right, so this next card, I have a lot of feelings about. Uh, so it's Bergen. It's a three CP Fireboard, AK, Category Twelve Mobius, Judge. Um, you can only pay with CP produced by fire backups to play Bergen from your hand onto the field. When Bergen blocks or is blocked, deal 7,000 damage to the forward that blocks or blocked by Bergen. And then for a fire and a colorless, choose a forward, deal 1,000 damage. I wish we had the Curtis Kang soundbite for this one, but I'll let you take it away, Adam. All I'm going to say is this is yet another fire card that could have been great. Yeah, people seem to like this card a lot, and that's great. I uh, hope that you play it and you find success with it. I think this card sucks, personally. Um, it's way slower than it looks because of the restriction. We have yet to see a card with that restriction that sees a lot of play uh, because that restriction sucks. Um, I wish it just said fire CP and not fire backup CP. Um, it's just... You could Phoenix it into play, I guess. The thing is, like... Without Brave or some kind of keyword, uh, this guy blocks maybe one or two things and then dies. Uh, because the, your, your opponent's not just going to play a bunch of 7Ks, and you're not going to be able to pay 2CP every turn to deal 8K. And even then, you got to deal with stuff like Aerith and Minwoo. And, like, I don't know. I just I don't like it. There's so many things about the card that I don't like. It, it's cool with Aroha, I guess. Sure. But, but I feel like if you're if you're playing a deck that's using this card, I feel like you're better off just playing Lawn. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at, too. Like, Lawn is less restrictive. Uh, I'm sure, like, Lawn's susceptible to, like, power reduction and stuff. But, like, I don't know. Lawn just feels better to play to me than this. And Lawn's not seeing play right now because Lawn's not that great. 
So, like, I just don't see how this changes the game immediately. Like, I don't know. Also, like, you can just not block. This guy can't attack. Because Lon can attack and be threatening. This guy can't. You just don't block him. So, I don't know. I'll let y'all go. I think I've said enough. So He's got cool art. His art is dope. He'll he'll be a pretty sweet-looking foil. For sure. That's all I have oh, to yeah. say. Uh, I guess one last thing. I feel really bad for limited players because this is a rare, and you're going to see this card a lot. Have fun playing it in limited, because you're not. This is going to push you straight into fire, and I don't think you're going to have a good time yeah. in this set. I do not think Sounds you right are to going me. to have a good time. Six, 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 <laughs> four, three... <laughs> Yeah, so uh, next card is another 12 standard unit. It's a 3CP Lightning Forward, 7K. Um, when Lightning Forward other than... Oh, it's Bakdame. Sorry, forgot his name. Uh, when he enters the... When a Lightning Forward other than him enters the field, choose a forward opponent control spell it. Um, I think this card's actually really good. Um, it's uh, it, it, it checks a lot of boxes for me. And, you know, and this is for me not really playing a lot of purple cards. I think it's a very aggressive card because it allows you to push damage through. Um, it's a, it's a card you can play off of and I'll sit if you really have to. But the big thing is, is the fact that it's another Gromis target. And anytime you can, you can, and in a pinch, you can Gromis have, grab some, you know, use, you know, just for some CP and then do the turn you really wanted to, especially if you've already like, you've already got multiple Al Sids. Um, I think the card's good and I think it's great in conjunction with cards like Alba and Diane. Um, I just think mm-hmm. it's a solid card. Just solid card all. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think the best thing for sure is that it's a Garama's target. I think that's why it's probably going to maybe see play. It's for that reason yep. alone. Because we're not cutting Alcid yet, I don't think so. I love uh, that I can have two of this guy on the field and dull two things when yep. something like a Lua comes into play. Yeah, he's a standard unit. Yep. So it's actually pretty Yeah, ma- imagine having like this guy on board when you play <laughs> Alba and Diana. It's like, oh, let's go ahead and dull your whole board, please. Yeah. Uh, the next up is a Laguna. It's a 5CP AK, Category 8. Uh, when he enters the field, search your deck for one Ice Forward. Add it to your hand. This card is nuts. Yep, I agree. Why? Yes. I don't know why this card's printed. I have no idea. I don't know why Ice gets two of these things before, like, Fire gets one. Makes yeah. Makes no sense oh. to me. Um, Look what Ice gets. We get to search for whatever we want, huh. effectively making this card 3 8K. So... He doesn't get punished for being a tutor. He is relevant in almost every way. Why? <laughs> yeah, and he sets up like for your Sephiroth turn, which is stupid. <laughs> or for Noah. Like, why? Yeah, it's... it's. Uh, I think this card's dumb. Uh, Chris yeah. the Squall. Yeah, and even in Limited, this card's stupid. So, like, yeah. it's just stupid all around. Yeah, and he... <laughs> this card's really good. Yeah, I mean, and Quistus and Squall are great targets in Limited as well, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, next up is a new Adele. She's a 4CP 7K. Uh, if you control category Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 2 forward other than Adele, she gains 2,000 power and haste. And if you have five backups or more, she cannot be blocked. Cool art. Yeah, this I'm is glad a, that this it's is full a card art. I'm, do what? Oh, <laughs> said, the art's beautiful. Also, yeah. a full art. Yeah. Um, I do like this crop of Tactics Advance 2 art that we're getting. Um, I love the fact that we're as we see more cards, we're like just taking the same picture and we're just kind of zooming in on um, I, I, I think I think the card's good. I, I'll start with that. But I'm having a hard time finding almost any reason to play this over the other one. Yes, there is the argument that you can sneeze on the other Adele and it dies. But guess what? 
you have to or you lose the fucking game. Mm -hmm. This card doesn't have that same, like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble kind of feel like the other one. It only has it in one deck. Yeah, it only has it in one deck and it can happen late. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, the other Adele, generically, way better, for sure. No doubt. Yeah. Um, if if the Tactics Advance two deck becomes good though, this this card sure. is pretty good. I think the thing that really holds it back is not having printed haste. Yeah, yeah that, that's and, huge for me. Yeah, like the other Adele, we just watched like quick spoiler. Oops, we just watched to get Phoenix in twice to win somebody the game because it has that haste unblockable. So yeah. right, this is like only played late when you have five backups when your opponent has like the most to do about it. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's terrible, but I think it only goes in the one deck, and that deck, I don't even, we don't even know if that's a good deck. That's the yeah, it's one. a title deck. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, so you know what, somebody will make this work. Yep. Um, yeah. But like you said, I have a hard time justifying it over the other one. There's a lot of name conflicts in this set. Yep. It's gonna happen yeah. for sure. That, dude, that, that is, that is tale of the tape with Opus 9, so mm-hmm. it's just, it's just name clash city. Uh, next up is Go-Go. It's a 3CP, 7K, water forward, category 6. For 0, choose a forward opponent controls. Go-Go gains his or her action abilities until end of turn. You can only use this ability once per turn. Hey, this card's dumb. I actually like this card a lot. You like it a lot? It just, like it, a lot? It's it's one of those cards that's like, it's going to depend on the matchup. Like, you, know, like it, you can do some really sick stuff with it, but I think it's just a card that, depending on the matchup, it's, that's, it's going to depend on... That, that's really what's going to de- determine how. Yeah, I think that's exactly why I never play it. Yeah, here's my issue: is uh, I hate depending on my opponent's cards. Mm-hmm. That's kind of so. What I'm at. The craziest card that you can copy with this, honestly, because you still have to pay the proper cost to use the ability, right? So yeah. it's like Yuri and Ashtola are the best things that you can copy with this. Yeah, I agree. And that's that. And I have to pay three and play like this water forward to do it. It's the the flavor win is through the roof. It's a really, really neat ability that has like this crazy ceiling on potential. It, it just every single action ability they ever print, this guy could do something cool. But right now, I don't know. Yeah, unless they start printing like a lot of free ones or something. Because he still has to pay. That's the one thing is he has to pay. Yeah, you know? and the issue is well, like I, uh, the issue is I'm I'm relying on my opponent's cards. That's my big issue, really. Mm-hmm. And it has to be a forward. Oh man, if he fair, can copy backups. Oh yeah, but to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, um, to be fair, if if the meta sticks to a point where like you know you're gonna see Yastola in a lot of matchups, you're gonna still see Yuri in a lot of matchups. It wouldn't feel terrible as like a, a one of tech choice, mm-hmm. um, but but I, I I think I agree with you. I think the ceiling on this guy is pretty non-existent. But, like it, it's the sky is. So here's my thing. Um, Riddle me this, Batman. If mm-hmm. I played this guy in mono water, right, to for that tech choice, why would I just not play Yuri? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like it's like. I'm always going to well, get that the, every well, game. The main reason there is is because you're still running Veritas. I mean, I guess that's true. But, like, here's a question. If my opponent has a Yuri on the board, and the thing that I'm doing for the turn is, like, playing Go-Go and or copying it, it's like, oh, i, I got to be doing something to kill the Yuri. There's also <laughs> a window. Be, I can't be using the Yuri. Yeah, there's also a window to kill Go-Go in between because, like, true, he too. has to put that on the stack before he gets his abilities. So, there, yeah. I mean, there's a slight window. But, yeah, I don't know. I just don't like relying on my opponent's cards. I really don't. I think he's really cool, and I, I think he is a huge flavor win. Because, I mean, obviously, it just makes total sense. 
Um, abilities that cost zero are really good, but the thing is, unless he's copying an ability that actually costs zero, he does not cost zero. Yeah. So, but yeah, it is really neat. All right. Uh, next up yeah. is Leta Lost. It's a four CP category fifteen backup. Um, for a dole, put him in the break zone. Choose a summon cost four or less in your break zone. Cast it without paying its cost. Remove that summon from the game and after use instead of putting it into the break zone. Nutter butter. This card's, this card's real good too. Yeah. This card is so good. This card's insane. Yep, I agree. This card's nuts. Uh, it has really cool interaction with Carbuncle too. <laughs> yeah, you put um, it back in your hand and it doesn't RFG. Yeah, I mean, you could go like, if you want to go full crazy with it, you could start doing like off color like Raiden and stuff Shiva. like that. Um, yeah, Shiva as well. That's also pretty nutty. And, and of course, we're talking about the 4 CP Raiden, obviously. Yeah, yeah, the, the one that you can't, it only casts off lightning backups, however, this gets around that. Mm-hmm. Um, Shiva, you still would have to do during your turn, but whatever. That's still a nutty summon. So that's such a crazy piece of inevitability to have in the ice water deck. I'd have a backup that says, "Hey, if I've ever cast a Shiva this game, yeah, uh, any turn now." Yeah, the only just... yeah, the only thing I think that even remotely feels bad about this card is like four CP do nothing when it comes into play, but like the uh, potential for what it does later in the game, and it's just a dull and a break. Like that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot because now yeah. now you have to keep track of like what's in my break zone summon wise. Being able to cast directly from the break is is nuts to me. I think you've turned your entire break zone into an extension of your hand. Like just the amount of plays you have is yeah. so insane. So yeah, and and I, and I do love the play with Carbuncle. It does feel like the deck in Magic with like Feather. Yeah, it does kind of feel like being that, able yeah. to have that get yeah. Carbuncle out of your break, then it just goes back to your hand. Yeah, you know what I mean. Except it's a one-time mm-hmm. use, but yeah, I agree with you. Oh, that's it, it fine. Feel like that. that's the yeah, but the carbuncle is like not a one-time use. So basically, you're like, oh no, you did that thing to make it go to the break zone. Well, nope, I got it back. Yeah, it makes it feel yep. a lot less bad to cast a carbuncle on like a nine k or something to win battle, mm-hmm. and then you're just like, yep. okay, I'll bring it back with this guy on my seven k, make him a nine k, put it back in my hand. So yeah. Oh, or also any of the other crazy toolbox of any rainbow four or less summon in the game I could possibly have. Yep. Yeah, right. like... yeah, so uh, let's, let's go from really good to really terrible. So next up is a uh, 4CP Urban. So fire back up. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. When it enters the field, choose a forward. Uh, deal at 5,000 damage. If the number of forwards your opponent controls is greater than the number of forwards you control, deal at 7,000 damage instead. Dude, don't don't let the cowboy hat fool you. This guy is no hamburger, hot dog, blue jeans cowboy. That's for sure. <laughs> this card sucks. Yeah, this card's bad. Why does it even have a? Why does it have an ex burst symbol at the top right? Like, for God, like just it might as well. You already got like some other thing where to even let it do relevant damage, and that's not even that. Like seven k, that could like still not be enough. Shadow does more damage than this card. Yeah. Uh, why? This card fucking sucks. I don't. I don't understand why this card exists. This card is made. The flavor for this card is that part of the game where Irvine just chokes. Yes. (laughs) Where he's like, he's like crying, and he's like, I can't do it. That's this card. I like my idea better for Irvine, right? Where he like comes in and he can whiff, like where it's like you choose a forward and you break it if it costs if their cost is like equal to or less than the number of forwards in your opponent's hand or some shit. I feel like that's just as much of a flavor win, and it's useful. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Like, yeah, there's still no reason to play this over the old Irvin. Yeah, this, this yeah. guy was like such a cool character. He's getting done dirty. Yeah, the old the old yeah. Irvin is fifty times better than this card. Like this card is not going to see play outside of limited, and even in limited, it's kind of uh, like four is yeah. a lot for five k sometimes. Like, 
don't know. <laughs> and then, uh, so from really bad, bad job. back to pretty good. So it's a uh, 2CP water backup. It's white mage. Tax advance 2. Uh, when it enters the field, you can pay 1 water. If you do, draw a card. A plus. Yeah. Yeah. It's really solid. I mean, it's now it makes you going from like a 2CP on turn 1 to a 2CP on turn 2 feel way less bad. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, right to that next play. Yeah, because like, yeah, you go from two to two, and you get to draw a card. You're you're basically paying three CP for a backup to draw a card, essentially. Yeah. So. It's pretty good. Pretty solid. Uh, next up is Goblin. It's uh, another one of the monsters that becomes a four on your turn. Uh, two CP. It's a five K on your turn. Uh, when Goblin deals damage to your opponent, you may put Goblin into the break zone. When you do so, draw two cards. It's a very, 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 very poor man Zidane. Yeah. This is a homeless Zidane. Like, look at him. He... <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're cra- it's crab people Zidane. Crab like people, Zidane, Charlie. Zidane, Zidane caught, like, every disease, and, and that's what he looks like. This is what happens when Zidane goes fresh Delaware crab fishing. <laughs> yeah, fresh Delaware yeah. crab fishing. Uh, this is exactly He's what happens. Staring down the barrel of a shanty town. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's, it's not awful. I mean, drawing two cards is pretty cool. I guess if you, like, play this guy early and they don't get a chance to block him. But, like, the fact that he has to die when he draws the two cards makes it a little bit less appealing to me. Zidane just seems like a better threat. And even Zidane's not yeah. seeing that much play. Like, it's a, it's a good card. But, like, we're not even seeing that much Zidane. And Zidane's way higher power level than this. I mean, sure, purple cards don't have a lot of card advantage tools. But mm-hmm. I just don't know if I'm using deck slots on this. Basically, what this does this guy, guy cost again? Two, two. I mean, it could be cute, and maybe like a, like a monster deck with Gal. Yeah, it just sucks that he dies though. So. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then you have to like keep Gowing it back, or yeah, and he's not really yeah. that evasive because he's always a forward on your turn, so you can't like choose right. when you yeah. want to activate him. So Zidane has like the evasion built in, and then also a higher ceiling on drawing card. Like if you do the thing you expect to do, right? You expect to deal a damage mm-hmm. with a two cost low power forward. So in the same situation, Zidane's just better. And like you said, we're not seeing a ton of Zidane play. So yeah, yeah Zidane, the unblockable clause on Zidane's text is way better than this card. Because mm-hmm. this, you just put a forward in front of this guy, and then they have to do something about it. Zidane's just like, I'm gonna play this guy with four cards in hand. And a forward's not going to stop me. You have to have removal. So, yeah, yeah. Um, might end up being pretty good and uh, limited. Oh, I think he's pretty solid. I think I think he's pretty solid. Um, he's crystal hunt, which is interesting that they have now introduced that as a job or as a category because all the crystal yeah. hunt stuff before was specifically special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. this guy would have been pretty cool if you could play him in any title deck. That but... would that would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, next up is airborne trooper. It's a three CP eight K. Type uh, hmm. zero standard unit. He cannot attack. Uh, when a forward other than airborne trooper enters the field, airborne trooper loses all its abilities until end of turn. Uh, uh, you just play this guy in limited. You pay one, you kukulain him, you draw a card, and then you attack. Yeah, in limited, yeah. I think he's good. Outside yeah. of limited, I don't think you're playing this card. Yeah, I agree. Nope. Uh, basically, his whole thing is, hey, I'm above curve, but I have this crazy thing. And it's like, yeah, well, you know what? There's just cards that are above curve. Yeah, I'll just play Galdus. That, uh, that always do cool stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Galdus goes in any deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so next up is Gareth. It's a 4CP Earth Standard Unit, Category 12. Uh, if you control five or more Earth characters, Gareth gains 2,000 power. Yeah, no, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a, a vanilla Winmore card. It's like a double bad. Yeah, it's not great. 
next uh next is another legend so it's a uh, chaos mobius he's a 60p dark forward job king 9k category mobius when he enters the field if you if the cost to pay to play chaos included fire cp deal 5,000 damage to all forwards opponent controls if the cost included icp your opponent discards a card from their hand and if the cost paid to cast him included lightning cp they select one monster they control and put it into the break zone this guy you is know, like the magic cards to me that are just a like dual element. This guy is a fire ice guild card. I agree. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's a shame that like fire has to get like a Fina esque card on a dark card. Yep. Um, I, I think it's fine. Um, I, I feel like for the most part, you're playing this guy in fire. I, I think that's where he's gonna ninety nine percent of the. Yep, I think this mm-hmm. is a fire card with an ice ability. It just has dark. Yep. Yep, I, I, I think that's what this is. I think this only goes really in fire ice. The lightning ability is kind of whatever. Uh, because your opponent gets to choose, too. That kind of makes it suck even more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, dealing 5k and making your opponent discard a card seems okay in fire ice. And then you actually, like, maybe if you're spending 10 CP that turn, you stack it with, like, a Duncan or something to finish something off. I don't know. Yeah. The weird thing is, like, you can't even, like, Renoa this guy. Like, there's not really any way yep. to abuse the ability. It has to be part of a board wipe. Um, yep. Which, even, I mean, fire definitely... It, right? Like, you can't even use Star Civil to do anything yeah. cool. There's no way to cheat this. Like, fire likes this better than Veritas, I think, but still, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, next up is uh, Lilty. I think that's how you say it. It's a 3CP 7K Crystal Chronicles. When it blo- when when Lilty blocks, choose a forward in your break zone, add it to your hand. I love this. I card. like this card a lot. Yeah, uh, I think this card belongs in like Carbuncle. Um, just being able to have this like in conjunction with Moogle Knight, the fact that you can search for it off of Brawn, I think the card's really good. Dude, you can search for this card off with Brawn. You can search for with FFCC Searcher. Uh, it's a standard unit. Epitaph, it's just, baby. It just. When it blocks, it just puts a card of your choice from your break zone in your hand. And we were just talking about how powerful using your break zone as an extension of your hand is. Um, this card is really good and great in draft. Yeah, this card's nuts to me. I think it's really good. You, you're you're forced to move this card out of the way just because of that ability alone. You don't want and the second like one. yeah, and the chances are I've like gladiatored this into play. Yep. <laughs> like yep. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Thanks. Yeah, this is by far, I think, the best Earth Standard unit we've seen. Yeah. I would uh-huh. think it's oh, by a mile. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, next is another legend. It's uh, Luso. It's a 2CP 5K, Tax Advance 2. For each forward other than Luso you control, he gains 1,000 power. If there are three or more different elements among forwards you control, he has First Strike and Brave. And when he attacks, if there are five or more different elements among forwards you control, Luso deals your opponent one point of damage. Anything about that? Anything um, spectacular to talk about this guy? Well, Dude, well, this well card I, I definitely like... called this shit from downtown the day it was re- revealed. <laughs> Dude, this card is like uh, him and Yuri just around getting in all kinds of trouble together. The teacher's just like, Luso and Yuri, like, stop talking. Pay attention, you guys are gonna get in trouble again. Like that's it. It's just these two little miscreants are making trouble together, and when they're not together, they, there's really nothing too bad about them. They just get each other riled up. Yeah, the problem is he again. He's relying on another card, uh, but I mean, Yuri is a good card. I just don't know if you're cutting stuff to make room for Luso when you have like Adele. 
Uh, yeah, he's going to be one of those cards where somebody's going to play it against you, and you're going to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then it's going to happen. Yep. But for the most part, yeah, it, it's uh, very narrow. It's weird because the card pushes like this rainbow TA2 tribal deck, but he's just best when you're not doing that. Yep. Totally so, agree. Um, and also a cool Golbez target. But... Yeah, people are saying it's really good in Golbez. I think they're overestimating that a little bit. Like, he only has think... First Strike and Brave in Gold. Like, unless we're playing, going back to playing like old Golbez where we have more non lightning stuff. Yeah, but I think he needs that haste to yeah. really be like the. Yeah, and he can't gain haste, right? Like, you're not giving him haste unless you're playing, like, Jake or something. Which you could do. Not really in, in the Golbez, probably, though. So, yeah. but, I mean, yeah, you could. But, yeah, I... I and then There's also... Yeah, also you would need more, like, fire and ice and other targets other than lightning. Because if you have Jake out, then you can't grab a lightning 2 CP, which means you can't grab Gilgamesh, which is, like... I don't know. That doesn't seem that great to me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a cool... Yeah. target i don't know if it's the best <laughs> yeah yeah that's kind of where i'm at too obviously he's a cool gold yeah. star it's just i don't think it's that great yeah. uh, also a full art I agree. Uh, yep and next up is another monster it's a 3cp Arabon. he's a 7k during your turn uh whenever he deals damage to your opponent choose a forward to cost five or more your opponent controls break it eh. <laughs> yeah you can do some cute stuff but like why why am i playing this and not like diabolos or something I don't know. I just don't know how I find room for this. You're, next. you're, you're not, yeah. You're not. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just go over that one. Uh, next up is Okimoto spoiler. So this is Kane. Kane. It's a uh, 8CP 8K. So that sounds expensive at first. Obviously, it's your game. Uh, before paying the cost to play Kane onto the field, you may put one active lightning backup you control into the break zone. If you do, the cost to play Kane is reduced by 5. And when he enters the field, choose a forward. Your opponent controls. It loses 8,000 power until end of turn. Slaps roof of slaps roof of the car. You know, now this is a card. This is a card. Yeah. I, I actually like this cane a lot. Um, I think the power reduction is huge. I think the discount being able to clear up your backup line on some things is really, really good. Um, he's a dragoon, so I think he works really well. And like, obviously, like mono light is there. Uh, water lightning is good because he plays very well with Freya. Um, I, th- I think it's a good card. I think it's actually a really, really solid. Yeah, I'm into this card. There's a lot of neat things. It turns on a lot of cool lightning backups that usually needed Hero Lulu or some insane investment to pull off. Um, yep. Like, this card makes Argy way better. Yay. So, I-, I really like it. I think it's good. I think for what it costs, it uh, is actually doing a whole lot. So Yeah, I think Fasoya is the real winner. The Lightning Fasoya. Yeah, Lightning Fasoya. That's sure. the real winner from this card. It makes me want to play it in other decks that aren't H. Lulu decks. Uh, yeah, you're like, I'll just keep getting back to Lulu's. Yep, cool. and he hits a relevant number, and he's he's 8K. He's basically a 3 CP. Well, he's kind of still 4 CP because you have to break the backup, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think he's just like a slightly better 4 Dola that almost feels like it costs the same. Yep, I agree. Yeah. The only downside and, and the is... the fact that it's... Yeah, I was going to say, the only downside is you can pay with the backup that, you're pe- that you sack with 4 Dola, and you can't do that with Kane. That's literally the only downside. Yeah, but then you can plus off that backup when you can't with Fordola. So it's like a kind of, you know, it's definitely different, but. And, and also the fact that it's power reduction. Like, power reduction's the best. Yeah. And it's... the fact that he does that is huge. Yeah, it's a really potent form of removal, hard to deal with. It gives Lightning a really solid answer outside of, like, break yeah. effects, which that people aren't really running. Just another good answer for, like, Yastola and stuff like that. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Next up is Gabranth, another legend. Uh, he's a 4CP, 5K, EX burst. 
Uh, when he enters the field, you can search your deck for one forward of cost five or more add to your hand. If you've received six points of damage or more, Gabranth gains plus 3,000 power and brave. And then he has an S for S dull. Choose a forward, deal 3,000 damage plus 1,000 damage for each point of damage you received. Um, I, I like cool this card. card. I think it's I think it's really good. It's the best legend we've seen, and that's that's kind of sad that he's the best legend we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's good because I think he fits in a lot of decks. I, I think the main place I think people are going to try him at first is maybe Earth kind of fill that dot a little void because being able to search for Fina, for Cecil, for Camelot, um, trying to think of what other like high cost. Forward. I think there's like a really Dark Fina, one. if you want to uh, do the Veritas. sneaky stuff, it makes it easier. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and then obviously in like an Earth Ice, he's great to search for your Sephiroths, your Orphans, your Sid Allstain, you know, Cecils, things like that. Like, the card's good. Um, Really, the search is really what you care about. The 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 six, the being on six to get the, dam- the, the power increase in Brave is nice. Um, being able to having an S that's just S and tap isn't terrible, especially in the late. Um, I think the card's good. I, I think it has a lot of utility, and it's. I think it's going to be one of those cards, and, and I sincerely mean this. It's going to be one of those cards that the more people play with it, they're just going to be like, "Holy shit, this card is insane!" Yeah, I think it's just solid. I don't think it's doing anything like super absurd. I think it just reads really well. I think it's good in Carbuncle. Um, so oh, it's great Carbuncle, you can search like Cecil and Ico. That mm-hmm. seems okay to me. Um, obviously, you can search Veritas and Cam and decks that can't run Sybil, like you said, with Earth Ice. I don't think it's really good. I think it's a good card. Nothing crazy, though. Yeah, definitely a decent card. Good value. Um, next up is Paladin. It's a 4 CP standard unit backup. Text Advance 2. When it enters the field, select a 1 of 2. Choose a standard unit in your break zone. Add it to your hand. End of turn, all forge you control get a thousand power and brave. This guy's cool. Yeah, he's he's cool. That's really about it. <laughs> That's where my review ended. Yeah, he's like a, yeah. he's a sticky water backup that costs four. I mean, are we cutting our like filter backups like Merlweb and Batteron and stuff to play this card? Nope. I don't yeah, think probably so. not. I think the only deck that this card is, seems pretty good in is like wind water standard units, but even that backup line is tight. Um. So, I mean, but getting Rangers back and making a Ranger a 10k with Brave seems okay. I don't know. I, I just, I don't, it's not going to be more than like a one-off probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next up is Vaughn. It's a 3CP 7k Category Rip. 12 Sky Pirate. Uh, you can dole two sky, active Sky Pirates forwards you control instead of paying CP cost to play Vaughn from your hand onto the field. Chris, tell it's us card, all about card. this card. Dude, this, this card kind of pisses me off, right? Because, like, th- this card isn't necessary. Um, it's it's clearly seeing zero stand. Um, it, I don't even think it's good enough in title. Maybe, maybe as a one-of, because I mean, it, S-Fodder is S-Fodder. But, obviously, the four-drop starter Vaughn is the best Vaughn in the The, uh, the 5-CP Vaughn that lets you play something for free... You're not using that to play this. You're using that to play a ball theater. Uh, the old legendary Vaughn that lets you like activate win backups and stuff like that is really good. Um, it has a relevant S. Um, Light Vaughn is just an absolute ass beater in the deck. Like this card just doesn't belong. 
and why do I want to dull two of my sky pirates that are all that are big bodies to play a body that's doing like I literally gain nothing by not just paying three for it. Like I don't want to tap two of my forward that are good to play this guy. It's I, I don't I love the art. The art is absolutely gorgeous, but I think the card is just oh, 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 an absolute waste of a spot. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I mean, this thing has, like, Convoke, basically, which is usually good when it's or something with a cool ETB. Yeah. Uh, and this card is missing both of those things. So, yeah. Again, yeah. weird name clash. Uh, strange strange placement. So, next. Uh, so, last up is Nero. Um, Ooh, we made it. He's a Category 14, Lightning Forward, 7K. When he enters the field, if you control a forward of any element other than li- Lightning... Until end of turn, he gets 2,000 power, haste, and brave. And then whenever Nero is added from your hand to your hand from the break zone, choose a forward, deal it 2,000 damage. So I read this uh, card, and it seemed pretty cool. And then I read it again and realized it said until the end of the yep, turn. Same thing. I did the same thing. I was Correct. like, oh, that seems good. And I was like, oh, it's only for one turn. Uh, he, has a, he has a fantastic job, though. Oh, chief of staff? <laughs> Fucking yeah. chief of staff. Get, the, Get president the president on the line. <laughs> Get the president Robert immediately. Robert <laughs> yeah. Nero. I mean, he's a pretty solid draft card, but he's an H, so you're not going to see it super often, I guess. Um, the other ability, like, I don't know, 2K just doesn't seem like enough payoff for that. But I'm assuming what that means is one of the other cards that works with Gaius is going to somehow recur these people from the break zone. So it's weird because I was kind of checking for synergies because you can search for Nero, and it was like, oh, well, when a 14 enters the field you deal 300 or 3000 damage and it's like okay so that does not do anything with Nero (laughs) unless I get him back and then play him so at first I need something to get him back and then uh they're all generals and so I figured that when Nero was in another element immediately I'm like oh well his job will obviously be general to tie him in but it seems like the only thing tying him in is either exactly his name or his category, and I think they're going to be really careful with the category support, which means support is probably going to be narrow if non-existent. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I was, like I said, I, when I read it the first time, I was like, "Oh, he's cool. He's always a nine K with haste and brave. That seems good." And then I realized he's only yep. he's only that for one turn. So yeah, uh, leaves a lot to be desired. Makes me scared that the rest of that little package isn't going to be good enough, which I already kind of had a feeling, anyways. So. Yeah, I just assumed he was going to be a general. Dude, you literally hit the nail on the head for Opus 9 in general. It leaves a lot to be... Outside of a couple cards that I think are really good, I I just don't think this sets... Unless they, like, do some, like, internal shake-up, things like that, I, I just don't think this sets that... Like, it's it's very ho-hum. I mean, that's kind of where we are, where the power level cards is where it is. It's kind of hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard. For us to find room for a lot of new cards and without a big yeah. shakeup, it's gonna be hard to do. That. Like it's either you're either gonna like unless you want to create like a ton of power creep, which I think they're pretty careful about doing for the most part, like true power creep, like just in, completely invalidating another card. We don't see that really at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really <laughs> feeling the power level. I think there's a few things in the set that are really good, but I'm not really feeling it yet either. So we're getting a lot of things in the set that have new mechanics that are like really cool and have all of this combo potential and like could definitely be abused, but not with anything that we currently have. 
So I, I think that like, man, man, there are only a couple cards that they would have to print to turn on a lot of these other cards that are like really middling or, or not exciting. And all of a sudden they just become, wow, you know, this set makes so much sense. But right now it just doesn't feel very cohesive. It feels like a bunch of like the tribal stuff doesn't even feel like it's it, it's really pushing me in that direction. It's just um it's just cards that are from the same category and most of them are doing too much. I mean the eight package is pretty good it seems like so far. Mm-hmm. And the TA2 guys are trying really hard to have synergy together but they're just like yeah. Okay. Um so we'll see. I mean there's definitely a lot of like commons and rares in this set that are really really interesting cards. A lot yeah. of the legends feel real gimmick heavy, though. So I guess you know we always have to say we'll see. And there's a lot of cards left to be revealed, but um, we're running out of legends to show. So yep. Yeah, and I guess the the last thing we want to talk about is the the Crystal Cup that just happened, that just right? Happened. That that showed these last couple spoilers. Just wrapped up. So yeah. Um, overall, it seemed like a good event. I know we had a couple local players there. Uh, Steven Arboleda went. I know he actually. I want to say he actually finished what third. Some, was his final placing? Something so like that. Yeah, top like, eight right by like top a... eight. Yeah. He, he yeah. was the... I think um, he went X1 in draft, and then he was uh, on the lower end of the X1 drafts. But, I mean, still, he was really close. So. Yeah, so big congratulations to him. You know, you had a hell of a week in the card. It's been nothing to do um, um, But, you know, the, 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 the real story here was... Uh, actually, it was a really, really strong top eight. Um, a lot of household names... Um, and probably just a, 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 I don't think you could have asked for a better couple of guys in the final. Yeah. Um, you know, we had Matt Okimoto and Sam tool, uh, which of course, you know, was uh, taken by Sam tool. So a huge, huge congratulations on that, man. We're real proud of you, man. Um, <laughs> You, you had you had us all kind of feeling kind of loose that that uh, that game three there were a couple you know pretty much for the entire set of the final, but you know you powered through it you got the job done you got the world spot, um. So just you know again huge congratulations but overall like it seemed like the tournament was ran very smoothly it was I, I like collectors cash out there in Kansas uh they always do I know when I was out there they had they did a fantastic job. Outside of the, like, I like my Pokemon people better than I like you guys, so fuck off kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you know, I think that shop does great work. Yeah. I, I think it was a weird event. It was fun to, you know, to watch the games, uh, the finals. Uh, like uh, I said, two great players. But Yeah, I, could, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it's worth talking about the breakdown real quick of the decks. It was interesting mm-hmm. that uh, far and away the most decks that made day two, there were seven Earthwind decks. Yep. And the oh, second yeah. highest, like, multiple of the deck was three. It's tied for three with uh, Ice Earth, Mono Wind, Water Wind, and Ice Wind. So if you count, water, there was another Water Wind deck that I actually didn't count in that breakdown. That was a Gold Wings deck. Oh, yeah, I see so that. So technically yeah. there's four Water Winds, but... Uh, okay. But it was a much different... It's not like the YRP Crystal Chronicles deck that we're used to seeing. It was like... It had like Orator and Barts and Big Pain and Riku. It was weird. But, uh, I mean, yeah, mm. he, he made it work, I guess. He got to top 32. But it was a Yeah, I mean, Big Pain deck. and Riku is a lot of protection. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. You get them out, it's pretty annoying to deal with, for sure. But, yeah, and, I mean, so... Yeah. That's a lot of Earthwind. Yeah. A lot of Monowind. 
Yeah, big big departure from the meta in the Netherlands. You know, just complete one eighty. Yeah, I mean, you still see a lot of the same decks. It's just different counts on those decks. Like, none of these decks surprise me. Like, even the the one off decks aren't surprising. So. Yeah, like because like a lot of the, the fringe decks that you saw make top cut were like Earth, Fire, Final Fantasy Seven. It's like okay, that's that's not surprising. Yeah, yeah, they, they hit the bridge. They do the thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah, one Scions, one Gold I believe it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yep. congrats to Sam for sure. Um, it was definitely looked like a hard fought road. So I'm glad to see he's on the world's team. He's a great competitor. Um, very clean player. <laughs> Definitely the cleanest player in the game, in my opinion. So, Yeah, he's a real pleasure to play against. He plays things properly. Well, he always plays and pays for cards the right way you're supposed to. Not many people do that. And that's uh, another player. With that being said... He, you could definitely see he he was he had he was very jittery in the final in the final match, mm-hmm. um, but he, he didn't get there by being jittery and playing slop. Yeah, he got there from being a solid super. Yeah, and uh, I mean, here's another player that plays in the weekly octagon tournaments every week. So really, we're we're uh, we're raising winners here. Come come on by; it's great practice. <laughs> It's a mill. I'm gonna get hey, on to shoot like an advertisement for it. But but real talk though, that's like we've we've got three members of the North America team that consistently play in our week. Yeah, in a free tournament every Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So like I like and I'll bet you if he wasn't on the West Coast, Chris Neal would probably play it. It's free. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it's John, free real estate. That it was free. It's it's free, Chris. So I guess the only other uh, thing I'll... is uh, the Richmond Crystal Cup's coming up in a couple weeks. If we wanted to hype that up a little bit, yeah, it's in two weeks. So um, tickets are still available. I want to say how many have we sold? I think we're like we've we've crossed like the seventy threshold. Last, or we're last I heard was eighty, and that was okay about five days ago. So I haven't heard an update since then. I'm not sure. What where we're at. people? So. Get out there. Come on. Sign up. Uh, Everybody who's anybody is going to be there. We're rolling out the red carpet. We're going to have – it's going to be great. I will say I'm pretty sure this is going to be a hard cap of 120, so I wouldn't wait till last minute in case it does get like a quick rush toward the end and we hit 120. I don't think they're going to sell tickets past 120. So um, if you don't have it yet, we, I would probably make it a priority to get it. Yeah, and we'd love to see you, show you some of that Virginia, that Richmond hospitality. We'd absolutely love to have you down here. Uh, I'm still waiting for John to, like, shoot the commercial. Like, he's standing in front of a basketball hoop, and he shoots, but he clearly misses. And he says something like, you don't have to score here to score big here at the Richmond Crystal Cup or the, the RVA Returners Weekly. So come on down. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll, we'll, get, we'll take care of it. Oh, It'll man. be great. It'll be great. But, um, you know, Overall, it's been a really good couple weeks. I know, you know, we got L- there's some more LQs coming up this week across the country. Um, I know we're playing in a fun little Winnebox. At least I am on Sunday coming up. There's just uh, a, a game shop over in Chester. They've got an Opus Five Winnebox on Sunday. It's like 15 minutes from my house. I'm gonna go to it, play some games, jam with the boys. So nice. It'll be a nice little way to spend a Sunday. I've got an LQ on Sunday. Yeah, I don't think we have in our area for a little bit. Mm-hmm. A Island Games, I think, is the next. That's Muhammad's store. Yeah, and and then uh, hopefully when Wave Three comes around, we'll get you know that last 
patch in this area, but I think uh, that's going to be after the Crystal Cup. So, I mean, it's coming up fast, man. Here comes July. Yeah, the the, the competitive season is we're, we're we're past the halfway mark here. You know, U.S. Nationals will be here before you know it. You know, hopefully, hopefully we'll be there in a in a different kind of capacity this year. We definitely want to help out with the event as opposed to play in it. We're we're, we're we love seeing our uh, we love seeing the team assembled, qualify, and you know. So speaking of that, just to kind of end on this, you know, we've got Josh, Colin, Ron, Lord Byron. Um, I want to say that's it. So we've got those four players on our team that are qualified. Obviously, Lord Byron on the world's team. Um, we'd love. I would love to see the rest of our guys, you know, get a chance to be on that world's team. That'd be, that'd be absolutely mm-hmm. see a couple of Virginia. Yeah. So I get think, them, dude. I think we can that, do it. Um, anything else? Any parting thoughts? I think that's it really. Yeah. No, I mean, just, I, I, I hope I see something soon in Opus nine that gets me, you know, that really makes me want to buy a case of this or at least a couple boxes. Cause right now I'm just like, I'm going to go to a website and buy the single. That's kind of where I'm at. So hopefully that'll change. Don't worry, Chris. It's going to come, dude. This lock, this lock, I've got it all on red. (laughs) I'm hoping this lock is something else, man. I can't wait. Just, just. Adam, can you fade this? Can you fade this episode out to like Kenny Rogers? No when to hold him. No when to hold (laughs) him. I'd rather not get copyrighted. No when to hold him. But you can sing it. No when to walk away. (laughs) They can't, they can't spike you for you. Count your money. <laughs> Sitting at the table. Alright, with that, I guess we can sign off. So, see you guys later. <laughs> oh, crap. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes.